Guys, um, this is a really cool episode today. First of all, there's a lot going on, all right? Siphon and I put another two in the can last week. Fire, vintage, one, ep episodes. Those are done. We did those last week. Then we just did West Side Gun tonight, which we're going to have to bump up to next week because his project just came out. Like over an hour with West Side Gun. Then we recorded Patreon today, um, just an hour of Siphon and I fucking around talking about the world. Um, I'm sure I'll piss some people off, because I, I seem to piss everyone off when I talk about anything going on in the world these days. But um, so basically, Siphon and I were discussing, if you really want to get the, 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 the me and Siphon fucking around doing nothing episodes, it's kind of becoming a Patreon thing as we start recording these interview episodes every week. Patreon.com slash one app is life is where you go. Um, we're trying to bring it, man. It's fucking 11 o'clock at night. I've been grinding all day. We did Patreon earlier. We did West Side Gun at night. Um, and now I'm editing the show from last week. So this episode I wanted to give you guys is a one-on-one interview that I did with a cat named Nicholas F. A lot of you I know don't know Nicholas F. Some of you do. His story's incredible. I originally thought I was going to do it for real late. Then I was like, this is too interesting. This His whole life... Is too interesting. His history with Drake, trying to make an underground rap, where he landed now. It's just a fascinating story about a man and hip-hop and a guy who loves it and who happens to be a great fucking artist. He was on my Real Late album as well. So let's get into it right now. This is my interview with Nicholas F. I promise you, trust me, go along for the ride. You will enjoy it. All right? Let's go back. Yo, Nicholas F., my brother, VA Zone, what's good? What's up, Rosenberg? What's up, world? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. You got I'm a doing... new, you got a new joint? Yes, yes. I got a new uh, a new a new project out. Uh, audio comic book. Can you talk to us about this? This is super cool, man. Like this is you you taking your whole. By the way, if if, if you're unfamiliar with Nicholas F as a as a producer, MC, artist, uh, he was on my Real Late album last year. Most uh, for for those who follow the show, Thank you. but also have done a, a, a ton of great music out of VA over the years, um, and, and many other things. Um, but you've now expanded. You so has comic book all, the comic book art always been a passion for you? Yeah. Um, when I was young, I was I was drawing comic books in school. I grew up on that stuff. I grew up in that '90s era. Was like kung fu flicks, comic books, basketball. You know, uh, in rap. So, '90s kid. Yeah, I mean, this was a good time. Yeah. What was your What was your comic book of choice? Wolverine, X Men. Um, you know, yeah, anything Marvel for real. I was I was a big uh, Marvel collector, and Spawn as well. And and then so you just drew it for fun. It was always just like a little hobby. The little you had your books. Yeah, like um, you know before. Before it was rap, um, it was drawing, doodling, um, doing pictures, you know, making pictures of class, creating my own little characters, um, putting little stories together, sharing them around the class, um, you know, and, you know, just. Before you know it, it was actually pretty good. Like, no. it wasn't good. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, it, it was just it was just something I was doing as a kid, you know? No one was stopping you and being like, oh, my God, young man, you need to be doing this. Nah, 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 nah. It wasn't nothing like that. Um, the reason I'm doing it now is, you know, is just kind of like getting back to why, um, why I was doing anything. Like, just getting back to the things that I love, you know? Was there a particular uh, personal, like, you said something that got, that spoke to me, which mm-hmm. is, you got back into the comic books because it was something that you love. So mm-hmm. I was asking, was there a particular personal thing that happened in your life that was like, ooh, I, w- I need to go back to the things that like really make me happy? Yeah. Um, so in the time that I've kind of like 
been away and working on music, um, I was really just trying to like find that 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 thing. Like, let, let me keep it real. Like, I'm 40 years old, right? right? Um, I I went back to school um, because my life was collapsing around me. At what know? age are we talking about? Like 32. Okay. 32 years old. I went back to school. Um, and this is after you'd already been in the game for a minute. You'd already written records for Drake. You'd already had like things happen in this music. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I had been working um, for quite some time at it, um, but at the same time, I was working dead end jobs, um, factory work, uh, moving pianos. I was an exterminator. Um, oh damn, you've done it all, bro. Did it all. Um, and then I had two sets of twins. Um, you know, I, I bought a house, uh, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, build the family, take care of my family. Um, and at the time. Two sets of twins is, let's just take a moment. That's wild, bro. How far apart? That's a few years. Uh, right now, my oldest are 14 and. My youngest are twelve, so that's so that's just a couple years apart. Back to back twins. Yeah, yeah. With the with this uh, with the same mom, same mother. Yeah. Oh, bless her, bless her also. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot on your plate already. So yeah. that's that's financially that's a lot. Emotionally that's a lot. Time wise that's a lot. Yeah. Just being a grown up that's a lot. Yeah. And a man that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot going on, and then you know, like you have this dream, uh, and you have this talent, and this. Uh, music that you love to make Well uh, My jobs just let me go um, And It was at a point where um, I wasn't able to find work For a long time uh, And The house was going into foreclosure um, The car was repossessed The lights were getting cut off And I was just like yo I, I need more options um, I need to I, I, I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I need to utilize my gifts. And so um, I made the choice to go back to school um, and utilize those gifts. So where'd you go to school? Uh, VCU. So you went to VCU. University. Yeah. You went to VCU, and that, that's money, too, by the way. That's, yeah. that's, that's another. You're taking a gamble, too. You're investing yeah. in yourself, but you're also gambling on yourself. Yeah, to a certain for extent. sure. And, you know, like, part to be honest, like, part of the thing... Um, with even doing that, like taking the financial aid was like, I kind of needed that money at the same time. You oh, know that's what I mean? Like, wait, so they'll give you, fi- they'll give an adult financial aid too. Mm-hmm. If you're going yeah. back to school and want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Do they real stupid question. Do they realize like, is it in your application? Do they realize that you have a family too? Like, does that have to be part of the financial sort of the financials of it all? I believe so. So they know everything yeah. and can see like, oh, this is a person who could use our help. Yeah. And so you get a ride, you get at least a partial ride or a full ride? Um, partial. So you get a partial ride yeah. to VCU mm-hmm. to study what? Uh, strategic advertising. Okay. Uh, I was double majoring uh, creative and strategic, but... You double everything, huh? You, you refuse to do single <laughs> yes. anything. Yes, exactly. Yo, the fact that you not only double everything, like twins is already doubling, but you double twins. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this in my yeah. life, bro. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and the, the crazy thing is, like, neither one of us really had like a lot of twins on either side of our family. So. And, and and this wasn't not only to be too personal, but and this wasn't in vitro. This was natural. Yes, yeah, just happened because it happens often with in vitro. I'm sure yeah. people have asked you this before, like, because twins happen a lot when mm-hmm. people do IVF. Especially, it used to happen even more often because people would they would put multiple sperm in an egg or whatever, and it could happen more often. Mm-hmm. But so you you rarely hear. That's just out of the blue. That's wild. Yeah, it just happened. Uh, and uh, so you get so you double major. Yeah, double major. Um, but I actually ended up just graduating with the strategic advertising degree. Um, dropped creative the last semester because it would have like carried me over. It was just one class I needed um, to graduate with the double, but I'd have had to do a whole extra semester. And like, so like, th- there's a part that's missing. Like at this point, when I'm back in so. Me and the mother of children, we, you know, we went our separate, we ended up going our separate ways, right? Um, she kept the house, and I moved back in with my parents while I was finishing up school. Whew, boy. So. We getting, now we're getting real talk. Now we're getting into it. Now it's real late, baby. 
Yeah. Well, no, this is really one up. When we start getting to divorce talk, that's my. Now we're getting to yeah. one up talk. All right. Yeah. So, so you're at home now. She's in the house. Yeah. You're um, back home under your parents' roof. Back under while my parents' roof. Taking care of a full family. At 32, 33 years old, um, in school, uh, at a college where I got fans in my classes. Uh, yeah. I'm known. Nicholas said, like, yo, what are you doing back here? You know, like, uh, what are you doing here? You know? Um, right. In the, in the parents' basement, uh, when I have the kids, we're all in one room, um, all four of us. And it was, just a, it was just to a point where it had been a couple of years. Um, you know, my sister and I had been gone, so it's like, you know, my, it was my parents' time, you know, and so it was, it was, a, it was a lot on them. And so, you know, it's kind of those talks, like, come on, son, like, we got we to gotta make something shake, so... Um, I went ahead and just did the single, um, single degree, and it still took me like a good year and a half to get something in the field. Um, and so, um, you found something in the field, though. I did. I ended up uh, working with this small agency in town. Um, then moved up to Capital One uh, as a copywriter. Um, and then from there, ended up getting an email um, from Adobe, and now I'm over at Adobe Acrobat as an associate creative director. Wow, dude, this is a crazy story, man. Yeah. Um, and so this, so this project that you're ostensibly here to, to talk about is just a passion project? This is just something you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, they always say that thing like a good job is like the killer of a dream. Right. Yeah. Often, often it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like for me though, it was kind of like, uh, kind of like gave me the opportunity to live the dream a bit more because, uh, all of like the basic essential things that I need for life were covered, you know, like (laughs) bills, uh, like not having to worry about anything. The kids can get shoes, clothes, um, you know, uh, anything they need, you know, um, and so it allowed me the opportunity to focus on the music and approach it in a way that would be fun for me, um, and allow me to focus on something that I love, um, because I'm not necessarily putting it all on the music. Like I need this to pop in order for my life to be something right that's and that's such a blessing to be able to do it that way instead yeah. of mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah and the pressure of this is this is it this is it and and that's how i've always created that's always been what it was it's always like i'm pouring everything into this project because i need something in life that like though most of the time that i was putting out uh music and you know throwing things together is because money was pressing and i needed something right then and there at at the time um and so uh that is the reason why i can go back and do a comic book and do something that i love because i'm doing it for those reasons like i like there, there is no other reason for me to do it than besides the fact that I just love doing it. You but, know? Okay, so real quick, I just want to take a, a, a breather and, and play people listening because the story's so cool. I want to play your record from my album because mm-hmm. I feel like you literally, this is basically, a lot of what you're saying now is sort of on that record, on mm-hmm. I Want It All. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the life that you're talking about living and the level of hustle yeah. is, uh, is all in here. So um, his name is Nicholas F., um real quick where can people support the comic uh ninepanelmedia.com uh it's not out just yet okay how uh, soon what's the date you have a date we don't have a date but we have a time frame we're gonna look at towards the end of october top of november all right so if people follow you they mm-hmm. can find when it's time they can yes. find out yes you can follow me on uh at nicholasf.com on instagram twitter you know, just find Nicholas F on all those things. Uh, let's play this record and come back more uh, and talk a little bit more about your rap story before we got to all of mm-hmm. the family story, the comic book story. Mm-hmm. The, you've lived a lot of lives. 
Yeah, many lives. Many lives. So we'll, we'll get into the other lives. Um, let me play this joint right here. It's called I Want It All, Fly Anakin and Nicholas Ever. Both from Virginia, by the way. Shout out to Anakin. Signal for they ran into a wall. Peace to the guys. And it's strange things that make the world reverse. I pay my dues against the eyes. Fucking nods. Niggas fighting like they really had the hard bitch. Your mama had the good job. I want it all. This shit I want, I can't get it tomorrow. My status this shit that I ain't gon' front with y'all. I need the ball. Listen to Max on my boogie board. I just sing before they ran into a wall. Yeah, peace, peace, but fuck them. Now we up friend, but they ain't wanna show us love then. Got tough skin, being stuck, got me unhinged. I'm in pictures, secretly flexing, stomach sucked in. I arrive, fly, gliding on a gust of wind. Like, could've blew your head off just then. Breaking news, just then. We making headlines, cause we was meeting deadlines when you was thinking bedtime. We threw our money in a pot to watch the bread rise. It's all business, don't get it twisted, we got bread ties. Tang baby, try and get with the new age lately. I travel wherever my suitcase takes me. Travel size toothpaste, brushing with my finger. All cuddled up with heaters, got me running up a fever. It's a bracket breaker, hater motivator, the anti-algorithm disrupting the standard nomenclature. My brain is data packed off top. I come with a contraption that could be an inspecting gadget. That when you move through a savage habitat yeah. Fighting just to come up One of those guys in a match. <laughs> Stock tips off Reddit Saw the bread come And with scissor hands I'm trimming off of the hedge funds Cause it was funds insufficient Guns in the kitchen Parents had two kids But this one didn't listen Peace to the guys And it's strange things to make the world reverse I pay my dues against the odds Fucking lies Niggas fighting like they really had the hard Bitch, your mama had a good job I wanted dog this shit I want, I can't get it tomorrow. My status, this shit that I ain't gon' front with y'all. I need the ball. Listen to Max on my boogie board. I just signal for the rain into a wall. Peace to the guys. And it's strange things that make the world reverse. I pay my dues against the eyes. Hey, fucking nods. Niggas frightened like they really had the hard bitch. Your mama had a good job. I want it all. This shit I want, I can't get it tomorrow. My status, this shit that I ain't gon' front with y'all. I need the ball. Listen to Max on my boogie board. I just sing before the rain into a wall. Peace to the guys. Nicholas Self, what, what up, what up, what up, bro? That's why I'm here. Pop back to my portal. All right, all right. So that, yeah, shout out to homeboy Sam, man. He's got a new album out as well. That was a fire instrumental right there. Which one, that one? Yeah. Yeah, that one's dope. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Sam, man. Uh, Rich is out right now. Have you, have you listened yet? Yo, man. Bro, yeah, he told me he wanted to come play us. Uh, Rich 2. Rich 2 is... Uh, I can't wait to hear it. Yo, um, Nicholas F. is here. What's up, y'all? It's Juan F. is life. And I think I just stumbled in the last two days into a new thing for Juan F. Because, like, there's a way for me to do these interviews where I can give the Juan F. people who really ultimately are annoyed that me and Syph don't do enough hip-hop shit. Like, they oh. want to hear more rappers, but Syph and I never have time to sit down with rappers together. So when we sit down, we sit down on Zoom in our house when we each have an hour. Yeah. But I also, for my other shit, have to sit down with rappers and it makes sense. So why not give these to the Juan Epp people? And, uh, and Dog, I, I did a lot of listening to Juan Epp uh, working in those warehouses. Oh, sure. really? Back in the day? Yes. Yes. Oh, man, sure. I appreciate that. Yes. Those got us through. Well, that's why I, that's why I found your, um, this conversation so fascinating because I feel like there are so many people. Well, let me start, let me start here. I'm always fascinated with 
the blue collar artist mm-hmm. because it's always what I knew. Mm-hmm. So like all the people, you know, you're from VA, I'm from Maryland. Mm-hmm. All, all the cats that I knew who were rapping, like everyone had a job. Mm-hmm. No one was living the, the rap life. Yeah. We would joke about the rap life. Yeah. Like, in fact, I remember when I first got to New York and started like um, getting to be around artists who were actually living the rap life. Mm-hmm. They didn't even understand it because they were too young. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to be like, I'm like, y'all don't get it. You're doing like what? That's why when, when I started hanging out with Asher Roth, when Asher got signed to SRC mm-hmm. and he was like a kid. Mm hmm. And I introduced him to all my people. He met Kev Brown and, and Odyssey and Cambern, everyone from Low Budget. And I was trying to always show him, like, there are these people out here, tons of them, who are some less talented, some as talented, and some more talented than you, mm-hmm. who all want to do this so bad. And you got it. Like, you have the, you're getting yeah. to do it. Like, even you got if it's a chance, you have it right now. And even if it never goes on, it doesn't go on forever, whatever. Bro, we would, yo, I swear to God, we would joke about getting girls when we would go to do shows. Like, because mm-hmm. we just knew there wouldn't even be girls there. You know, like, yeah. it wasn't even a realistic, like, even that wasn't a realistic mm-hmm. possibility. I'm not saying no one dated girls, but it didn't come from the rapping part. It yeah. was like anyone else with a, with a job. Yeah. So, I, so I've always had a, a passion for the working class rapper, and I mean that in two ways. One, working class person, like you actually have a blue collar job like you're describing. Mm-hmm. And then also now there's the working class rapper, meaning you're a full-time rapper, but you live a you're you're you live on streaming money that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's enough to get yeah, by. Exactly. So we have like multiple versions of it. Mm-hmm. But you've seen every version of it. Now were you before you got to the true blue collar part of your life? Mm-hmm. How far along were you, like, down the rap path? Like, if you run into someone and they're like, oh, so you, you're in hip-hop? They meet you at Adobe. And they're yeah. like, oh, you're a rapper, too? Like, what have you done? How do you yeah. tell your story? Uh, I start I start my story back in my room in sixth grade. Um, I've, I've been doing this forever. Um, and by the time I was in high school, um, 11th grade, I won the Source Unsigned Hype uh, battle oh, that there was. Oh, a battle. Yeah, okay. there was. Well, yeah, there was a battle um, in Southside Plaza at a place called Willie's. And Willie's Records and Tapes. Yes, sir. Eastern Seaboard. Um, I can't say I can't say local because it was in multiple markets, but an Eastern Seaboard record uh, store mm-hmm. that was like how it's hard to even describe Willie's. Yeah, it is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yes. Was was your location like bright pink? Yes. Yeah, the one in yes. the one I in believe. Maryland, the one in Maryland was bright pink. Yeah. Like you drive by it and be like, Willie's hey, yo, that shit was like some in retrospect it feels out of a movie. It didn't even feel like a real record shop. Yeah. It, it was like and, and they had records and tapes and CDs. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that same spot, Southside Plaza, that's where D'Angelo shot the lady video. Wow. Yeah. You I wonder if Willie's is in that video. I don't know. But yeah, um D'Angelo shot that video there. Um, but I was 17 at the time. I actually okay. wasn't even supposed to. Uh, you had to be 18 or up to be in the battle. But um, this guy um, who my mother knew um, was working with the source in some capacity. And he was able to get me in. Um, there were 300 different battlers there. Um, and I ended up winning it. Um, MOP, were, MOP was judging. This is amazing. There was a dude named uh, Gotti who used to write for the source. I can't remember. Uh, he was a light-skinned guy. Um, but I think he was one of the judges there as well. Um, but that was kind of like my, my, my big kickoff. Uh, the summer right after 11th grade, won that. Um, that's when managers started coming around, people who wanted to help out. Um, and I was just kind of like, off to the races then. So what did you end up doing? Did you sign with a manager? Yeah. I went through. Well, I didn't necessarily sign. Uh, I was working with this lady named Janelle Ballard. She okay. was working for Landspeed at the time. Wow, Landspeed. Here we go. Yeah. We're back now. We're, we're in that era. We're in 03? Yeah. Something like that? Yep. Yeah, shouts to Papa D. Yep. Landspeed. Okay. Uh, she was. Landspeed the, was a distributor. I guess we have to remind I, yes. people. I, not yeah, ev- yeah, yeah. Even if it's one app, y'all don't all know. Landspeed was a distributor. They did all like mad indie shit in the late 90s, early 2000s, like from your 
seven L and esoteric, you know, mm-hmm. level shit. All the way up to like somewhat, you know, bigger. Like if we were to go through and look. Oh, Knotts had shit on Land Speed too, I, right? Cormega. Cormega was on Land Speed. A lot there was a lot of good shit. Like a lot of people Yo, it was one of the things that you'd say, like, if someone lost their major deal, you'd be like, oh, they're probably going to drop something on Landspeed. Yep. Like, and, and then they did a good job. There was a lot of good projects. Yep. So she was, she was one of the first peop, uh, people that kind of, like, started taking me seriously. Um, she actually, this is crazy. So I tried out for making the band. Um, me and her took a trip to D.C., slept on the concrete overnight in line, um, in that same that same episode, uh, I was in the same room with Los, um, Chopper, um, wow, few other people. Uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, there was a lot of battling going on. Um, but anyways, yeah, she she was she was one that um, you know introduced me to more people. Managers, you know, came and went over the years. Um, and did any, and, and and so what's the first thing that happened? Did you get a you put out a a project? No. Uh so I actually say I don't remember an early yeah, project that early or anything. Nah, nah. So all right. So after battling after doing the Source Sound Lab or no, after doing the Source Unsigned Hype battle, I ended up going to LA and doing the Source Sound Lab, the TV show out there. I don't even remember this. Yes, there was a TV show there. And what was crazy is Ray J was hosting that episode. And the one thing I remember is I was in the green room. This thing was just grilling me the whole time. <laughs> like, I thought y'all thought the man wanted to fight me. Like, I had no, I had no idea why. Um, but it, it was cool. Like, I did, I did the battle. Um, I ended up winning that. And then they flew me up here to New York to do a battle and I lost to Shells in like the semifinals of that battle and then came back uh continued to finish high school out wow <laughs> I, was, I was a senior at this point um so you know I was I was just having fun with it um it was it was kind of like you know living a dream you know for a high schooler yeah, exa- exactly. For high school, it's great. So then, when you graduate, though, what do you do? Are you like I'm so, full time yeah. rapper? All right. So uh, when I graduated, I signed up for VCU. I did one semester, um, and ended up dropping out because I had a manager at the time who was working at Def Jam, All right. and we had a deal on the table. And so, uh, you know, I had to talk with my parents, and they were like, hey, this is your chance to do it. So go ahead and do it. Um, so, and then plus, like, I was, uh, I, I, my mind wasn't fully ready for school at the time. Okay. I, I don't, I don't knock you. I don't begrudge you for this decision. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't ready. Um, I did good in high school, but, like, that first semester – of college, like I was on academic probation, I was failing everything. You know, I was just wilding out. You know, just having fun. Um, and this is '04. What year is this? This is '0102. Okay. Yeah, I graduated in '01. All right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I ended up leaving. We uh, I was being managed at the time by this guy named Hugh. Uh, and he was working at Def Jam, and this was uh, right before there was a merger. I can't remember who they merged with, but that whole department, like everybody, like all those A&Rs lost their jobs and were replaced, and uh, that situation ended up falling through. And from then it was on, it was just like, working on music, still trying to push it and, you know, working. It was just years. It was just years of just uh, kind of like. Almost things. Almost meet, things. meet this person. Yeah. Open this show. Yeah. Yeah. Go, oh, you're going to open. Who, 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 you open for anyone cool? So it wasn't a lot of opening for people at, 
at that time, uh, it was more so doing things. Like we had a we had a situation. We went on a little tour with Island Def Jam. I remember that was a thing for a little bit. Um, did some of that. Um, I was traveling back and forth to uh, Virginia Beach a lot, um, working with some people that were connected to Star Trek. They weren't necessarily Star Trek, but they were connected to Star Trek. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, of course but, they were. Yeah, but, but it's like, you know, we would also, like, be in the same rooms with them. Like, at that time, I got to write um, for some guys that were on Black Street. Um, it, it, it was just that 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 transition era, right, where the internet was starting to kind of, like, become a thing. Um, Vinyl was phasing out but still existed. Yeah. That, that was when I was going for it with, with the artists I worked with. We were – it was really in between because – it's post the, it's post sort of the heart of the Napster era, mm-hmm. and it's heading into the blog era, but it's not there. yet. It's not yet. there yet. They're they're uh, a couple years away. like SoundClick. Yeah. Um. But but also it's like, I never fit a mold, right? Like a hip hop mold. I, I there were there were, I didn't fit into any archetypes, so. Uh, so it was also trying to just like. I mean, you got dreads and a basketball jersey. There's so many. You're, well, a, very, yeah, you're yeah. a diverse person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, many yeah. different interests. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, but, you know, it was just like. Just trying to figure out what was going to work. You know, like I, I, was, I was doing everything and doing rec- recording every sort of song and. You know, commercial stuff, underground stuff, uh, righteous stuff. Yes, every, like everything just, whatever you felt. Every every everything that I could, man. I was trying to, you know, just like make it happen. Um, and it took me a lot of places. Like, you know, from from there, a uh, couple years down the line, ended up doing 106 in Park. Um, free For Freestyle Friday. Yeah, got the Hall of Fame there, um, which. It was crazy how even how that came up. Um, it's all, it always goes back to like battling. Uh, Loaded Lux was the champion before me, um, but like a year before that, he had come to Richmond um, with the Lions Den League and had this cipher that I just happened to hop into. Okay, um, and then we ended up connecting. And then after he won, they just asked if he had any suggestions. He threw my name out there and, you know, and capitalized. Had he, did they retire him or you took him out? No, no, he retired. He got Hall of Fame as well, yeah. How, many, how, long, how long was it till you get Hall of Fame? Seven weeks. Seven weeks and they just make you a Hall of Famer and move uh, on. Yeah. You beat anyone good during your seven weeks or was no one real competition? Um... Not really. I don't, I don't really necessarily even remember it, to be honest with you. Um, like, who, who I battled, for sure. Like, dog, it was one of those things. Like, at the time, I was working uh, for Terminex, and they recorded it on Thursdays. You mean, you mean during, during exterminator work? Doing exterminator work. You were work. dealing with termites and, and, and roaches and... Termites, roaches, mice, snakes, uh, those, those crazy-looking crickets that be up under the house, like... Yo, bro, I don't know how you did what uh, you did, bro. Spraying fungicide. Uh, dog, I moved pianos for a few years. Uh, what was the worst of those gigs? What'd you say? <sighs> like if, like the, the, one that, the last one you would want to do if you needed to go back to it, God forbid, the last one you'd want to do. It'd probably be uh, Night Shift at... Uh, Food line distribution. I used to have to drive an hour out of town to go there and then work overnight um, driving this pallet lift. It wasn't like a forklift, but a pallet lift around. You put on a headset. They call out coordinates. You go there. You stack it on the pallet, drive around to another spot, grab something else, and you got to wrap it all. And, uh, and like, Why like, was that so bad? Because the driving part? The overnight part. Just the overnight part. The overnight part. And um, that, was, that was another place. Like, uh, I was, you know, I had that, that place. That place paid you based on productivity. So, like, the more you did, the more you got paid. 
Um, damn, 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 damn. This is a lot. Yeah. <sighs> this stresses so, me out just to hear about. Yeah, so, I mean, but it was a thing that I was making good money, right? I was making, like, at the time, $17 an hour, which... That's a lot of money back then. Yeah. That's a good hourly wage. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was paying for my house with. That's what I was paying for the car with, so on and so forth. The second set of twins got born. Sleep just kind of, like, went out the door. Uh, they had this policy, you're late three times, and you're out of here. Um, they had just been born. They knew about it. I was late for the fourth time. They asked me. And at that time, I couldn't get hired back on to uh, anybody specifically. I had to go through a temp. And so I went from making $17 an hour to $7 an hour. And that was just like, that's when the, that's when the uh, pieces started falling apart. And, but, and wait, how did you get from the... Uh, at that time when you were working at the overnight gig, are you still in rap in a real way? Yes, yes, yes. The whole that, time? The whole time. Uh, that That's the thing that I've always been able to do. Like, um, with those jobs, like, the way I've always passed my time, because a lot of times you work independently. Like, uh, even as as an exterminator, you're, I'm driving around all the time. I'm in this truck by myself. The entire time I'm just writing. That's all I ever did the entire time. I wrote raps, and then as soon as I got home, I recorded them. I had to record what I wrote that day. Um, and so even even in the warehouse, headphones are in. It's eight hours. That's an eight-hour writing session for me. Um, and while I was doing that, I always knew that, like, I would do more. I always knew I was meant to do something else. Um, and so I, I paid attention uh, just kind of like, to the interactions I had with people, what was going on, like, um, and just logged it all in my memory, just kind of like as reference material for later. Um, so what would you consider to be, if you're on an airplane next to someone, what would you consider to be your, like, the, the your craziest achievement in rap? What's the thing, or the, or the thing that you, I don't know, find most interesting or proud of? Whatever version of it. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't necessarily call out a single thing, right? Because there's been a lot of wins for me, um, things that I'm, that I'm proud of. Like, uh, one of them, my album Trifling made it to 58 on Billboard, but I put it together in the storage shed, you know, uh, with no, like, no, I've, I've never had any label backing, no, like, real money or pushed, you know, behind me. Like, everything that I've ever got has just been through just, like, grind and people sharing, you know. Um, and so to be able to do that uh, was huge for me. Um, the fact that, like, I had a mural painted of me in the city, like, as a as a underground rapper, like, and there weren't any other ones at the time you know uh and this is so, where this is where exactly richmond like where in richmond oh uh that's see that's an even uh more interesting story uh it's in oregon hill which is like one of like the more historically racist parts um of town so to have like my scowling face you know on the side of the building there um it's kind of like a cool thing I, I stopped in Richmond a couple of years ago in in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. um, when uh, when all the monuments were under yes, that attack. Was a crazy time. Bro, it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. moments in American history. Yeah. To yeah. see the, what, what's his face? The, what's the big one there? You know, the Confederate. The, the, Robert, the Robert E. Lee. Is it the Robert E. Lee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To see the Lee statue mm-hmm. and it, it, it completely spray painted. To where it literally, I think, I think in huge letters in one part it says "Black Trans Lives Matter" across yeah. <laughs> this thing. Yo, bro, I was like, "This is incredible." We have pictures. Yeah, Natalie took pictures of me like smiling in front of it all. They they had to eventually block it off because like they were like, "All right, we got to stop. Yeah. This has to stop at some point." And then you drive another ten blocks, and you have this flawless Arthur Ashe 
yep. statue right in the middle. It, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was a really cool time. Yeah, yeah, nah, I have crazy video on my phone from all of that. Just like you know, going out, marching, walking through. Like that was a real crazy time. Yeah, that's an interesting time for the city, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it was big. I remember. Uh, yeah, there, there was this one time in particular. I think Trey Songs did like a speech there with uh, a bunch of other people. Do you remember? Do you remember that night? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was cool. It was a time. It was yeah. a time. So, so I I referenced you writing for Drake at some point. Mm-hmm. Were you like a writer writer for others, or like how did that come to be? Was this just like a random verse? Y'all were connected blog era days and you wrote something How, what's the story there nah so uh me me and drake connected on myspace whoa yeah okay we're going way back now yeah it was just a random message uh on myspace um and who sent who the first message he hit me up he hit you that which sounds that's that's that sounds right yeah yeah he yeah. was a very serious he 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 was up on what was going on yeah for sure um and at the time, like I, I wasn't, I didn't know about DeGrassi or any of that stuff, but uh, he was dope. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we just started making records. Um, he, I think the first song I did with him was a, uh, a Money remix. He had a song called Money, and I ended up doing uh, a remix for that. And then after that, we just started working. So how much, how much work are we talking about? We did a good amount of work. Um, for like a few years, uh, there was a point in time even when he uh, came down to Richmond, he came down to VA, we did some work. I went up there a few times. Um, we had some sessions up there. Um, his very first tape, the Room for Improvement tape. Um, yeah, you'll find me on there. Um, and is the most notable writing credit, and I don't know if it's even known, as, is it an official credit? I'm going in. No, it's not an official credit. But it's known. Yes, yeah, no. I mean, I feel he it's, told it to me at some point. This is not yeah, like hidden information. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was weird, man. Like, like there was like this complex interview that I did that was just like it was nasty. It not even that it was meant to be nasty. It was kind of like, like I I didn't want to like speak on it. But it kind of like can't. It was just weird. It was nasty. What you didn't like the way it came out, the way what you said came across. Yeah, it's it, it sounded like you were in some way like violating code or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's good that you have an opportunity now to say that you didn't like that how that came across. Did you ever speak to him afterwards, Drake? Yeah, 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 yeah. We continued um, to work, but I don't know. Like, did, you know, it, it got weird somewhere, and I'm not exactly sure where or how. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, we you know we just kind of like grew apart over the years. It is interesting though the uh, having <laughs> having had a working relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you're a regular guy. We just yes. we spent the whole time talking about how you were literally an exterminator, mm-hmm. doing overnight shifts. You know, we're talking about the most regular shit. Mm-hmm. Like you were straight up living that blue collar life. Mm-hmm. And yet you had a long-standing working relationship with the number one the number rapper one in the world. Yeah, like <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, I've always been like, kind of like tight-lipped about like talking about all of that um, because I, I never wanted to be like looked at in like a crazy light because of that, right? Because of the fact that we worked together, like early on and then he went on to go be really really successful and then i just continue living a regular life <laughs> my regular life um you didn't like the aesthetic of how it would look it could look like if, you're talking crazy yes it looked it could look like i'm just like a hater or a bitter or something like that and so i never really wanted to you know even like speak on that sort of thing so like when the writing thing comes up you know there was like the complex interview where I said I did it, and then there was another time when I go back and I'm kind of like retract, yeah, and it's like well, well, it got gray. complicated because I think it gets complicated because a lot of people have villainized. Maybe that's the wrong word, but you know, bash Drake, yeah, um, and made it sound like he's not a writer. Yes, and that it, that's unfair, and it's not um, true. That's unfair. Like 
Drake is an incredible writer and artist, and that's why we connected initially, um, just because we both had the same sort of, like, love for the same sorts of rap, you know? Um, and so... Yeah, like, and, you know, even Flex has done this. Like, a lot of people have gone at him. And I really think it's... Well, it, it's interesting on a few levels, right? Everyone receives help in some different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake clearly writes the predominant work that yes. he does. You can hear it. Yes. You can hear him as a writer. Yes. One of the things I always found interesting about I'm going in, which I knew you wrote, and this is mm-hmm. before I knew you, I found it interesting because I never thought that verse actually sounded like him. Mm-hmm. I thought it actually, you know, and you guys were just working things out. Yeah. I actually would have thought at the time, like, eh, I don't know if this works because it didn't sound like his voice on the record, yeah. frankly. It actually, in a weird way, proved to me more that he's a writer because yeah. I could hear when he's, when I know he's not, when yeah. it wasn't him, I was like, this doesn't quite sound like him. Yeah. Um, but I think it's unfair that people do that. Like, there are a lot of things people could, you know, take shots at Drake for. Obviously, it's easy when someone's the biggest dude in the world. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I've had my moments of taking shots at him, God knows. But I always thought the writing thing was just super unfair. Like, my man has nine million hits. Yeah. Like, I, we could go through and skim the ones where maybe someone did something here and someone did something here. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, bro, even if you were to remove all the songs he's ever gotten help from, bro probably still has more hits than anyone else in history. Yeah. Like, it's nah, that crazy a body of work. Yeah, nah, like, it, it's crazy to um, have my story intertwined with somebody who, like, like has some like you said the some of the most like the highest number of hits in in hit you bro yeah. we listen the fact of the matter is we can't even talk about like does Drake have more hits than Jay Z we're talking about does Drake have more hits than the Beatles Beatles yeah we're talking about Elvis yeah you know what I mean like this isn't a rap conversation yeah. anymore now I can have other conversations like I'm not I'm not crowning Drake the greatest who's ever lived but what I am saying is. He's the greatest hit maker in hip hop history, and it's not even close. Yeah, like there's not even anyone. Yeah, in his conversation. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think like we struggle in rap to give people the flowers for which they deserve flowers, right? Like everyone then has to be called the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like Jay Z is not the greatest rapper of all time, and neither is Drake. Mm-hmm. They both have things they've done though that respectively are the greatest that anyone's ever done it yeah no definitely. one's ever done more with being a rapper than jay-z and yeah. maybe no one ever will you know what i mean like what he's done is just mind-blowing yeah and for drake just the amount yo drake has been the most popular artist among young people for like 17 years he's dog. not young anymore dog he's I, not a kid anymore i remember watching it I, dog, I remember how mind blown I was. I remember the first time like I realized it was going crazy, crazy. Was I saw this? Uh, it was a post. It might have been like a Twitter post. Like somebody had a video of like his first show in Houston or something. Like when Houston, Atlanta, Vegas was. Just yeah, like, yeah. Dog, and I I remember seeing like the shit just go wild. And my um my my best friend uh radio radio B like. He he knew Drake as well. He was he was close with him as well, and uh, we used to just like our minds were just blown. Like, like it, dog. It's crazy. Like, let me. Uh, I gotta I gotta really break it down, fam. Like, when I used to, like when I used to go like when I used to go up to Toronto. I went up there a few times, um, and like we had we had some like uh, we had we had some like dope ass talks like where we kind of like saw like I, I knew he was gonna go places right um and we both kind of like talked about our our dreams and aspirations and all of this and then to like watch it to see it like and see that it was really happening like fam that shit was very surreal um, there's no way in your lifetime you'll never see anything like that again like to yeah to be to be you were hanging out with him at a time where you you named a project his I never even fucking heard of. That's how far mm-hmm. back we're going. Yeah. To where you were hanging with him. Yeah. To see him become the number one guy. Yeah. That's to, and and that and that they and he was talking about it then. Yeah. Did he always believe like did he actually believe that he was going to be that guy? Or was he just trying to be like little brother? Like was he just hoping to be like 
Um, to to be honest, I'm not sure. I, I can't answer that. Uh, but I know that he had he he was very focused. Um, and there was an organization there. Um, that and a structure there that I I like admired. You know, um, like oh, this guy has his shit together. He really yeah. knows what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there there was that much. And I, I don't even know if he he would probably see it that way, but that's how it looked to me. It you looked know? put together. You yeah. know, and I respect you for saying that even on that. You don't know if he saw it like that. Like, we know that he admired all those cats. But it's like, you know, even being somewhat around it as he was emerging. Because I didn't get to know him until he was already, he was Drake. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, was, he was definitively already the thing everyone was talking about mm-hmm. by the time I saw it. So, like, I don't have a purview of it what it was like before that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I know my memories tell me that one of the reasons I always liked him was the level of respect he had for the good shit that was going on. Yeah, you and know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he was he was a hungry, like he, he was hungry. Like he 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 definitely like And he didn't it. have to be hungry at that point. Like I'm not saying he was rich off the grassy, but he was already living okay. Like he wasn't sitting there, he wasn't worried about whether he was gonna go have to fucking drive trucks to food lion overnight yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah he 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 wanted it he just wanted it that bad yeah for sure um and yeah like like, like i said yo he I, I had i had some good times up there uh you know in the studio uh doing shows um it's actually it was pretty this is it's like crazy to think about <laughs> so like like just just kind of like with the whole like push a t thing like me and him have a song with malice um, you Drake and Malice, yeah. Oh, because yeah. you 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 obviously are you have Virginia ties, yeah. But I mean that that was something he put together. He like oh, it was a Drake song. Thing. Yeah, he had the song and just like um, had me on it. You know, like like talk like yo f. You know what I'm saying? You want to get on this? I remember that. And you were just psyched to be on a song with fucking Malice at the time. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and then we ended up doing the song and uh, we ended up performing it up there sometime. But this is when I realized that the shit got weird between us because we had that song. It was playing on the radio. Where? Right? In Virginia? Up there. Up there, okay. Yeah, that's what he told me. And then when it came out on the second tape, I think it was Comeback Season, I think that one, my verse gets cut off at the very end of the joint. Like, he cut my verse and it was so filthy, like what the way it cut off too. Hell yeah, yo! Like it, right before I'm about to rap, all you hear is ah, uh, and then it's like the shit is cut, and I was like, what? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. I'm like rewinding it. I'm like trying to re-download the shit, yo. The nigga just straight cut my verse off the joint, fam. I was like, why? Why did why did they cut my verse so off did, the did, joint? Did you, did you ever get to ask him why? Yeah, I did try to, yo, this is like, this was around the time when it just is just getting weird, yo. And I, I wasn't for like, we, me and me and my niggas be, uh, talked about it a few times, yo, and tried to like come up with some theories. But um, yeah, it, yeah, dog, I, there was a, there was actually, I think it was the comeback season tape. The song is called, uh, what you do? Stan song. Like, I'm going to find it in one second. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna play it. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a real there's a version with all three of our verses, and then the version on the tape is him and Malice, and then my verse got cut off right at the end. Like, yo, that shit was a dagger, fam. Oh, I was like, my, oh, I was like, why? All right, here we go. Why, dog? Yo, it's funny. I'm glad that your I'm glad that your life is in a place where we can kind of have a good laugh about this. Because if things went a different direction, that would be the moment that every night in your life you're like, if that fucking song yeah, hadn't like, cut so, off. Yo, I, yeah, Here we I'm go. I'm hoping this shit don't even turn it. Malice, Nicholas, ass, this a remix. Like slow motion, oh. stepping out the phantom. All eyes on me, peeking and glancing. Yeah. Leaning on the wall, oh. b boys dancing. Ears, neck, and wrist looking like the king's ransom. One chick, each arm, making it a tangent. Flashiest, this be grandstanding. Bottles popping, cars with options. We living like kings, homie, you just watching. And I'm a show for you. Drake Marvel second. Floor. With a little white, you haters want it all. Uh, you waiting for the spring, and I'm getting it in the fall. But I do what you do. I do what I 
Your verses I'm writing, you might want to learn it. You hating my song, but your wife want to burn it. Yeah. So now you at the store for some blank CDs. You can't see me for your sake, might want to return it. Cause wow, young Drizzy, huh? Yeah. Bring them this home to you. Finally here, I'm a star with the timing. Leg up on the wall, my people they chill. Why you haters want a ball? Satisfied with a little, why you haters want it all? You waiting for the spring and I'm getting oh, I think you're getting cut off on it. Yes, you're gonna hear me say, uh. Too sweet, you too sexy. What I stand song, lean, leg up on the wall. My people they chill, why you haters want a ball? I'm satisfied with a little, why you haters want it all? You waiting for the spring and I'm getting it in the fall, but Boom! And that was it! I was like, yo! Dog! That was, yo! Yo, what? that is... Dog, I, dog, I remember, yo, I, I will never forget that <laughs> moment. The first time I heard that shit, yo, it was the shot. Boom! Like, shotgun from the doorway. I was like, God damn! Oh, uh, here's the full version with Nicholas F. There is a full version. I do this for y'all, hey, look. Malice, And he shouts you out at the beginning. Now... Do what you do and I does what I does. These chicks love me. They say, boy, you're clean cut for a thug. You just see the stampede when we rush in the club. It's like an offensive foul. How they running the us charge. All they drinks on their platinum card. Lord, I got them hooked like the back of a bra. Oh, man, I am like Sam. I am. I get the green plus the eggs and ham and a pen. Vanny be trying to approach us. Let the sucker burn. I don't even flip them over. Nicholas F. Team was great. Now you mad as hell. Ain't seen a better looking union since Gabrielle. Well, I'm hot as hell and I don't even need a stylist Spit the inferno like a real world challenge VA, Nicholas F, pushing malice You running up on animals like white boys that cow tip Everybody know cap from the south of wireless I ain't gotta use a fist, slap you with the callus Now granted, it's not my best verse, right? <laughs> it's not a cut off the verse verse Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is You know, That's a great story now yeah, like it is what it is. It's you an all. It's an all's well that like, ends well story. Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's a verse that you know it's whatever. But it was just like that's when I realized I was like, oh damn, I guess fam don't fuck with me. But like, damn, you know what I'm saying. I wonder what the logic was. We'll never know. Uh, so by the way, you can you can find uh, Nicholas F's music uh, wherever you find music. You can also find so there's going to be a, an actual book. Yeah, and there's an actual book and there's an audio book. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not necessarily an audio book. Like the the no. album the album is the album. You know. What I'm oh, saying? so it is. It's what's a com- It's an al- it's an album around the comic book. This is yes. It's okay. an album around. For, I'm gonna send you a link because I, I want you to listen to it. Okay. I think I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a whole narrative um, behind it. Uh, my character is, uh, is my character was in cryostasis um, for like five years. Um, he wakes up to a completely new world. Um, and he finds out that he has these powers. Um, they're telling him that the world is fucked up. We, we enhanced you um, because we need somebody out there. And, you know, he's kind of struggling with not wanting to be a hero. It's kind of like the anti-hero sort of thing. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's about being who you're meant to be. Um, all right. And so people can look for that coming soon. No, that is out. That's out. The, That's bu- out. the book itself is coming. Yes. Okay. Y'all, y'all look up Nicholas Seth, the specimen, on everywhere. <laughs> Just look that up on everywhere. Uh, and the comic book itself, um, we're in the process of finishing that up. Um, well, how about you pick a joint off the specimen? We play it for the people. Which joint you want to play? This came out a month ago now. Uh, all right. What are you playing, fam? Uh, I would say play Xerxes. Xerxes? Nah, well, that's, no. he playing that on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say, to me, I would say possibly like the intro so that they can kind of like get the feel of like the world. Yeah, like right, a little. How about giving the intro into the specimen? Yeah, let, let's, let's do the intro into the specimen. Uh, look, enter my world. You feel me? Enter my world. Like, let's, let's go on do, a ride. Get ready yes, to go on a ride. Go, let's go on a ride for real. All right. His name is Nicholas F. Thank you, bro. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, for sure. All right. We're going to play this right now. Uh, and he's going to spit some bars a minute, too. Hang out. Yeah. 
specimen 6-432-3. Stumbled upon, bruised, exhausted, bleeding out, and left for dead. Barely clinging to life on the doorstep of oblivion, his mangled body was retrieved and ushered to a shadow research facility and biotechnology lab. Due to the grave condition of his injuries, the scientists were left with no choice but to place him into cryopreservation. And in his icy slumber, he would remain for the next five years. Five years. Five years. Compounds in the serum are highly reactive and can be unpredictable. We need to run a diagnostic check of the neural implant systems. It's the only way to optimize synaptic responses and enhance neuroplasticity. The cryogenic hatch is starting to depressurize. Captain, Captain, hurry! He's waking up! finally decides to open his pretty little eyes. Oh, fuck you, man. But I must say, you look a hell of a lot better than when we placed you in there. Five years in a deep cryosleep can work wonders. Fuck out of here, man. I was always beautiful. We thought you were gone for good. But thanks to our genius engineering team and the serum they've created that's now coursing through your veins, in a day or two, you'll feel like a god. Oh, take it easy, champ. I'm sure you're confused. But your questions will be answered in due time. Here, put these on and let's get something to eat. Yo, when they placed me in a cryo sleep, I knew that when I woke back up, I'd be stronger than ever. And in a past lifetime, I had lawless endeavors. All your money, riches, and gold, I would toss them in leather. And then fly away on that dragon that guarded the treasure. Take your neck when I nosedive it. Chopping everybody head, showing no bias. I got no food restrictions and no diet, so I'll cannibalize you to survive in a cold climate. Wouldn't give you my heart if I had one, cause round here the hills have eyes and guns. I knock like half of the loaf from out of your man bun and throw your corpse on the same hook with a ham hung. And I don't combat with mortals. I be quantum leaping, trying to slide through active portals. My whole arm. Experience the extraordinary. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Listen up, man. Rich Town. Hey, yo, 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 yo. Hey, listen. Hey, yo. I was sleep deprived of doubtful dreams Learned as a child and teen that things ain't always how they seem I don't make a sound, you see My feet don't touch the ground, I mean The way I'm moving around it seems I'm hovering on a cloud of steam And I wasn't just knocking down your queen We shot a short movie too It was nothing but a shower scene The rugged loner with a musty odor But just look at his fucking shoulders They like boulders tumbling down his sleeve Hey yo, I'm on some pre-calculus, supreme mathematics mixed with some Andre 3000 shit. Blood, sweat, and tears, I sip from three chalices. I cause your blood to curdle, then make a cheese out of it. Yo, I linked up with your auntie last weekend, but I usually choose your mother. And all them scars on her arm reveal she used to be a cutter. I'ma shoot it in her mouth if I don't choose to use a rubber. You stupid mother, man, scratch that, design tight. I be up nights, I love life, but still cut you down to a stump pipe. I swing a sword forged in sunlight. That bitch will amputate and cauterize you with one swipe, like sh- And I meant that like a Tic Tac flavor. The SRT will give you whiplash, hater. You can't slow me down. I'm on a tear, like gift wrap paper. Drop my nuts on your head and leave an impact crater. Listen, there can only be one winner. 
I spoke to my destiny and said, come hither. Got wisdom from a serpentine dragon, his tongue flickered. I hit the trees like Van Damme, making a trunk splinter. And that's why I show up on every stage with much vigor. I be floating like Moses in a basket, up river. She hoped that I would cry, but nah, I ain't let one whimper. I miss the days of just smashing, swear it was much simpler. Midsummer bundled up, prepared for a rough winter. I be the archangel you read about, I'm from scripture. Bud twister, absorbing the shock of a scud missile. And with my healing factor, get up laughing, still uninjured. But listen. Life had me spin around like throwing a discus Thick money stacks, hard to bend like a swollen meniscus Predator scope, three dots on you like I wrote an ellipsis Tear you to bits, he'll do more than leave you swollen with stitches I be thumbing through a check like I'm eye gouging I got a splashing like waves on a lighthouse When it's high tide, I climb the ladder of success For 5,000 nights like a Yeti hiking an ice mountain they said I never rise, but I said never say never. I set my sight and took flight on the Nebuchadnezzar. Looked to the horizon, I'm expecting some weather. But made it through the storm, better than ever. Whatever's clever. I sit back and get high like Devin the dude. Assortment of weapons to use. Them 762s like packs of Mentos, peppermint chews. I laughed as your whole crew went broke, betting I'd lose. You gon' have to learn to walk in hooves to step in my shoes. I'm writing with colorful words that cover the spectrum of hues. Still, the bar's hard. Shit get dark as your pessimist views. I fashion the guillotine perfect. Here, put your neck in the groove. I ain't no dirty player, rookie, them veteran moves. I'm that guy that always seemed to have an exceptional rules. I heard that you was dropping something new, I was less than enthused. And won't you on my timeline, getting your necklace removed? It's like they get checks from the zoo, how they sell wolf tickets. Catch you at dinner, bucket the table like good tippers. I didn't plan to press all up your neck, but I would twist it. Go as far as Fargo, pushing bodies through wood chippers. Specimen. F, Nicholas F. VA, thank you, Roland Burke. Yo, Richmond, Virginia, Nicholas F. Good looking out, man. Real late, Hot 97. Yeah. Woo! That was, yeah, that was, that was it.